What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the 9th episode of the Millennial Investor Podcast. It's honestly hard to believe that we're already in 9. I still remember the early days so vividly. But today we're going to be continuing our discussion on cryptocurrency and especially on investing in cryptocurrency. We're going to go more in depth on the topic and with us today we have Wendy. Her Instagram handle is CryptoWendyO. So I hope you're doing good today. Thank you so much for having me. And just so the audience knows, I'm on Twitter, I am on YouTube, I am on TikTok. Um, I've got a newsletter. All the handles are at CryptoWindio. If anybody messages you saying that they're me, asking for money, asking you to, for private keys, for private information, asking you to click on links, I don't have any paid services. So do not send anybody money. I will never ask you for money, ever. <laughs> and you also have your own show, right? The old show on YouTube? Yeah, so it's a daily cryptocurrency show and we talk about crypto news, we do technical analysis, sometimes I do interviews, sometimes I do um, reviews, um, so it's a, just a big culmination of stuff. Sometimes I take sponsored stuff, which is always disclosed, um, and then we just do, I've been posting a lot of my TikTok content on there, some of the real, the the some of the pieces that could really help, like we posted a video the other day about how to make guaranteed profits in a bear market, and that was just using some of the top cryptocurrency um, apps to go ahead and earn passive income on your US. USDT or USDC, any type of stable coin. Um, so if that does, if that information helps you, hopefully it does. But that's one of the ways I do um, to, to get some passive income during these dark times. <laughs> that's actually where I found your work. And honestly, before we start, I just want to say I'm an honest fan of your videos. I think the way you explain a few topics, I think you really make it really simple for anyone to understand, especially when I was a beginner in crypto. So I just want you to know that like, I really appreciate that. And more than anything, I think your videos are like, they're really different from the typical every crypto goes to the moon type of videos. And I think you have a much more realistic view on investing in cryptocurrency. So I just want to thank you for your videos because it's honestly really helped me in my journey of investing in cryptocurrency. And I'm sure it's helped many other people as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And that's one thing that we do is like, I have no issue with people investing in risky altcoins or, you know, do like farming, doing any of the risky stuff. Cause I do it myself too. And I talk about it on my socials, but after, like when I talk about it, I always tell people like, this is risky. Like this is a new project. This is what I'm looking at assume the risk. Like if you're going to get into this stuff, that's totally fine. I respect your right to choose. I think everybody deserves to do what they want to do with their money. That's the beauty of a free market and crypto. But at the same time, just make sure you understand the risk of the stuff. Even some top cryptocurrency projects, there's some of them are very, very risky. And we always advocate on my, my channels to create a moon bag. And what a moon bag is, is when you're in a cryptocurrency project, price starts going up, you're getting excited. You're like, oh my God, I'm rich. But you have to ground yourself and you have to pull out your initial investment and you have to pull out some profit, let this moon bag just kind of be there because you own it free and clear because you've already taken all your risk out. So if this thing goes to the moon, yay. If this dumps to zero, it still hurts. But at the same time, you've already recouped your um, money to pay yourself and your um, your initial investment. So that kind of helps to mitigate risk. 100%. Yeah. Those are actually the concepts that brought me towards your show specifically. So I'd like to start off by asking you how you got into cryptocurrency. 
So I started in 20, the end of 2017. Um, I bought in when Bitcoin was like $7,000. I think I bought like $1,000 worth of Bitcoin, some Ethereum, some Litecoin. It was all on Coinbase. Um, so I bought a little bit and I was, it was in a transitional time in my life. I was at my old company working in infectious disease, HIV AIDS for seven years. And I was interested in, um, you know, in entrepreneurship. And I was already, I was like in, um, I was in community college at the time in the United States. Community college is cheaper than university. And, you know, a lot of times we go to community college first because universities are so, so expensive. So I was getting ready to transition over from community college to university. And I had switched my major. My initial major was I wanted to become a pharmacist. But then I realized that, you know, because I worked in healthcare, I realized if I leave, if I, if I become a pharmacist, I have to pay $300,000 to, to obtain the degree. Then the type of jobs available was not something I was very interested in. Mm-hmm. Then I would have to get, your salary generally gets capped off at a pharmacist between $100,000 and $150,000. And there's not really a whole lot of room in healthcare to get raises unless you continue to go back to school and you get different certifications. And I just wanted to get a nice job and kind of be able to be home with my, my family and with my daughter. Um, so I was in a very entrepreneurial time in my life. So I, I invested in Bitcoin because I kept hearing about it on Libertarian Radio um, because Libertarians are we're just down the middle and we're, we think that everybody deserves a good quality of life just as long as you're a kind-hearted person. And, you know, I don't care about anybody's personal background, like where you came from, what you do. If you're good, if you're good to me and you're a nice person, let's be friends. That's That's what I'm happy to do. So then I got in, I got wrecked, of course, because I bought, then I kept buying Bitcoin up. I was like, oh my God, we're going to the moon. I didn't know. I had no idea. So I taught myself how to trade, like after I started losing money. And then I was a lot better at my investments and trading and whatnot. And then I started doing free crypto events. Maybe I'll come to India one day and do a free event for everybody there. That would be amazing. Um, And then, um, and then I started the YouTube channel to kind of live stream those events. And then yeah. And then things just kind of came to where they are today. And I've got a marketing and consultancy firm where I talk with a lot of um, cryptocurrency projects. I help them network. I help them with social media marketing, different things like that. So that's, that's who I am. Wow. That's, that's a really inspiring journey, but at least you're in a much more dynamic industry than pharmacy to say the least now. Yeah. I mean, pharma, I loved what I did in healthcare, but there just wasn't a whole lot of room to grow. And, no. and I loved helping people. And so it was hard for me to leave my job, but at the same time, I was commuting three hours round trip, four times a week. I had a brand new baby. I wasn't able to see her a whole lot. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. I don't, so it wasn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be able to dedicate my time um, differently. And what's great about it now is my schedule is a lot more free. So I'm able to bring awareness and, and, and volunteer at like domestic violence shelters. And I'm also able, there's a boxing gym I go to in a, um, a not so great neighborhood, but I'm also able to help raise awareness there, help donate, do different things. So I have more time to kind of give back at my own leisure which is really really amazing one thing i'd like really like to highlight about crypto is i feel like it really has the ability to change lives you know i think it really does and only if you know how to use it correctly though i feel there are too many people who still today think it's just a fad you know people in my own family think it's just a fad and they use a recent downturn in crypto to use fuel for the argument so to start this discussion off what would you say to these people who think that crypto is the same as gambling? You know, they compare it to the fact that it's not even a calculated gamble. It's just based on tweets, raw speculation, and they even draw comparisons to um, penny stocks uh, speculations back in the 80s. What would you say to these people? Well, first off, I would kind of agree with them that all that anything that is not Bitcoin 
is not, it's very speculative. Bitcoin is still speculative itself. So first off, I would start agreeing with them because yes. And the reason why I trade altcoins and I invest in altcoins, especially some of the risky stuff, and so I can acquire more Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really the whole goal or, you know, to get the, the stable coins and go ahead and, you know, put those on safe apps where I can go ahead and earn passive income. But then I would ask them when we're talking about the legitimacy of some of these projects, I would ask them, I would say, what, what I would ask them what they do for work. And I would ask them, I'd figure out what their passion is. And then I would talk about a cryptocurrency that could potentially improve their quality of life. So let's say, for example, you're, you're, you have, Say, for example, your aunt or your uncle is a doctor or a nurse or works in healthcare. Um, I would talk about a cryptocurrency or I would talk about how blockchain technology can really revolutionize how healthcare is done, at least in the United States, for example. When I was working in healthcare, I'd have I was in Los Angeles, California. I would have clients come from New York and they would forget their they would forget their medication. Most of my clients were HIV AIDS patients. So they were diagnosed and they were diagnosed for life. Um, And they had to take their medication every single day. But sometimes they would forget their medication in New York. But then by the time they would get to our pharmacy in LA, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't have my meds. Can you call my doctor and get my meds? Because we in the United States, we can't just give medication out. And I'd be like, okay, let me call your pharmacy. Of course, the pharmacy was closed. Of course, the doctor's office was closed. They weren't able to get their medication. But with blockchain technology, we can use blockchain Obviously, there has to be a very, it has to be a privacy blockchain. And we can use that and I can go ahead and verify patient's identity. I can verify what medications are on, who their doctors, all the information about around them. And I can go ahead and get them their medication that way. So it's really about navigating what's important to people, what they're passionate about and making it, figuring out how it can improve their quality of life. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think where people mostly are speculative about cryptocurrencies in general is Maybe that they know that they do have uses. Of course, blockchain has uses. Bitcoin also has uses. Something, even an altcoin like Ethereum is amazing for smart contracts. But I think what they're against is the fact that it has no intrinsic value as such compared to other assets like equities. For example, you can see a company, a company's financials, a company's cash flows and make predictions of it in the future. You know, in the housing market, you can probably look at interest rates and um, mortgage rates and just have a better forecast of what the real estate industry will look like in the future. Is there such a thing in the cryptocurrency that these people aren't looking at and that'll help you predict which cryptos will prosper in the long run? Well, I'd like to add, when we're talking about equities and we're talking about the real estate market, all of that data is really manipulated by um, by these companies. And that's yeah. what makes it very interesting because I, I took a lot of statistic class, statistics classes in college to prep for pharmacy school. And with statistics, you can pull different data and manipulate it to, to make your argument sound correct. And you can do this with real estate. You can do this with equities. You can do this with all the stuff. And just because a company is reporting positive outlooks on their, their balance sheet and the cash flow and all that stuff, doesn't mean that the company is actually doing it. And for example, when 2008 happened, how many people knew that the 2008 housing cri- crisis was going to come in the United States? Maybe a couple people, but everybody was just so euphoric and so happy. So you kind of have to look at that. I would use that logic when investing in crypto and, and thinking of it, thinking of it that way. And also too, we're talking about crypto. We're talking about altcoins. We're not really talking about Bitcoin. If you want to create an argument for Bitcoin, um, I know in the United States, the U S dollars, we're starting to get pretty inflated over here. And Bitcoin is a great hedge against the U S dollar, just in case stuff happens. I don't know where, you know, exactly where you are, but you know, I don't know if your current native currency or your native fiat currency is starting to get a little bit inflationary and it's starting to get a little bit scary. 
But Bitcoin's a great hedge against that. And as far as altcoins go, of course, they're a more risky investment, but stocks are a risky investment too. Um, a lot of people are, seem to forget about AMC and all the manipulation that went around. Robinhood was manipulating. So it's really about having an open mind or a closed mind. And I think having an open mind when it comes to crypto is important, but at the same time, still understanding that this is a new industry. There's a lot of risk associated. So just because you don't want to invest in a particular project, that's okay. You don't have to, but I don't think people should rule out especially our parents or the older generation, they should rule out this opportunity yeah. until, you know, until they fully experience it. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, for sure. Would you, so in altcoins, would you also put altcoins like Ethereum and Cardano in the same category as the other ones? Because I'm sure that they're all risky, but would you put certain altcoins in the same category as extremely volatile? Or would you say have a different characteristic set for them? So the like the top 20 that we have today is not going to be the top 20 in a year from now because we saw that in 2017 we've seen this. So there are there are like blue chip coins that you can invest in that are a little bit safer, but at the same time too like Cardano is still pretty speculative because they were a project since like 2017. They're barely I don't even know if they've came out with their smart contracts and that's okay. I'm not making a dig at everyone. I'm just talking about it. And now with Ethereum, we have Ethereum that's supposed to merge over from proof of work to proof of stake. And like, how long is that going to take before it's really scalable? So that to me, that's still pretty risky. So you can, it really kind of depends what you want to invest in. And then another thing with crypto, just because a project is really good fundamentally, it looks good on paper, doesn't mean it's going to have a very high price. And especially with the type of market we're in, we're seeing a lot of projects be very, very bearish, prices very low. These projects have dumped a lot. And it's really just because of the market. It doesn't mean the project is a scam. It doesn't mean that um, it was a pump and dump or a rug pull. It just means that it's a type of market where not everything goes up forever. And anybody who thinks, oh, this project is a scam because it dumped 80%. Yeah. You know, look at the look at the fundamentals. Is it a good project? Who's the team partnered with? Like, what are they actually doing? And kind of determine it from there. I don't necessarily think that just because price is low for a project um, equates to its its fundamental fundamentals. I think one thing that's really important before you invest in crypto is to have a detailed plan of your investment goals. I think that's really gonna help you out in your entire journey because. There are people who have a, they say they have a five in year investment goal, but they look at it every single day and they get fed up of it. And by the 10, 15 day, they're like, I'm just going to sell this off. So I think that's one thing that's extremely important for new investors. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I always tell, cause I have, I'm on TikTok a lot and I tell people, they're like, oh, I'm going to hold this for five. They're like, would you hold this for five years? I'm like, heck no, I wouldn't even hold this longer than six months or a month from now. Because I like, of course, like I'll make a moon bag if I like it. Um, I can't make a moon bag for everything sometimes, but I feel like people need to, I feel like the best way to go about it is like what you said, have a trading or investing journal, write down and you you guys only use disposable income, only use money that you can throw away. Like if you threw it in a river somewhere, you'd be okay with it. Or if you donated it to somebody, you'd be like, you're okay with, with not needing that money. Don't, don't use your rent. Don't use your mortgage. Don't use your budget for food. Don't do that stuff. Use disposable income, but write down how much you want to invest, what your long-term goals are, and don't take your whole investment or trading stack and buy one project and buy it right at the time zoom out a bit, understand a little basic technical analysis, understand how fundamentals work and maybe consider dollar cost averaging in and projects that you really like, but understand you probably don't want to hold this for more than a cycle because 
it might not be around. And it's not that the project's bad. It's just that that's what happens in crypto. It's all like small businesses. It's very speculative. And try to uh, try to make a moon bag out of it. Try to own that project free and clear so that you have no risk. Yeah, I really like your concept of moon bag. I think all the listeners should really take that into account, especially with cryptocurrency. I think that's a really smart move with that. Um, moving on to a second question. This one's a little bit different. So one of the main advantages of cryptocurrency is decentralization. You know, it gives people a really different characteristic to the regular fiat currency. But do you feel like the decentralized aspect of crypto is slowly fading? For example, if news comes out that someone like Elon Musk sells Tesla's store of cryptos tomorrow, the prices will fall, you know, and they'll fall significantly. And say, for example, when China increased its regulations, crypto prices fell again and they didn't only fall because of the regulations they also fell because of fear of further regulation um, tightening and further government intervention so do you still firmly believe in cryptocurrencies concept of decentralization or has that changed over time so to me um that that would be more of a is the market manipulated or not that would be that type of question because when we talk about decentralization decentralization when we're talking about bitcoin is being able to to facilitate like let's say for example I'm in Los Angeles and you're in India or you're in Europe wherever it is and you're mining and I want to go ahead and set a bitcoin transaction your miner is the one that actually facilitates that transaction so to me that's what decentralization means it's connecting people all across the world regardless of skin color or gender or religion or 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 anything else and we're able to kind of stay anonymous in that because let's you know you don't know that um you're you're facilitating that transaction for me so it's able to kind of link people in a community effort globally but the mar- so there that's that's when i that's how i um think about decentralization is just having a bunch of people manage different things in, in different fashions um but the market is very heavily manipulated it is a speculative industry when humans are involved there's always manipulation i don't think there's that there's there's been a time in history time in history where there wasn't some sort of shadiness or some sort of bizarre thing happening in the world with any culture, with any place. And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. Yeah. With any asset as well, honestly, I mean, back in the eighties when the whole thing slips, things are going on, stock market wasn't exactly the cleanest thing. So I think when any asset is maturing, it's just a, it's just a stage they have to go through. So moving on, my third question is more towards the investment aspect. Um, we all saw Bitcoin, and all other altcoins fall heavily, almost half its previous value. And there's just so much noise that crypto has finally shown its true value. And people have really spoken about how Bitcoin is nothing but a utopian dream. With all these emotions out there, I would just like to ask you, what would you say to the people who think, who state that we're in a crypto bear market and a Bitcoin bear market? Um, I don't want to call for a bear market yet because there's still we're still kind of teetering on some very, very important levels. So I don't want to call for a bear market um, yet because we still do have time to to kind of regain. But however, I'm looking at the charts. I just kind of looked at the monthly chart and it's not looking too terribly great. So right now I don't I'm not I don't feel comfortable calling because I don't like to speak in absolutes. But one thing I will say is that um, I'm not interested in buying altcoins right now. The only people that really should be investing in altcoins right now are not even investors. They're more so traders and they're people who are actually able to to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and enter. I'm going to short the market. I'm along the market. This is my target, my stop. This is what I'm doing. And they're looking for those three to 30% moves. I don't think investing cash or whatever it is into crypto right now with altcoins is a great idea. It's good to look at projects. It's good to pay attention to what's out there. But I think that a lot of 
people should kind of maybe take a step back and watch the market. Because okay. if we do go into a bear market, we're going to see altcoins drop 80 to 90% more. Okay. And so with Bitcoin specifically, there's also a lot of news coming out about how it's proof of work technology. And because it's so widely used, it's really having a very heavy environmental impact. And I think that was the reason that Elon Musk gave for like stop stopping using it for Tesla. Do you think that's going to become a major issue for Bitcoin in the coming few years as we're moving towards a more sustainable and more eco-friendly economy? No, because, and I think what happened with Elon Musk, Elon Musk, some of his tweets are kind of suspect sometimes. Yeah. Like he, he tweeted a couple bizarre things about like healthcare and whatnot. But I think that Elon Musk, his company Tesla does get subsidiary. They get money given to them from the United States government for different things. Um, Elon Musk is also in a lot of shady things when it comes to the lithium batteries and all that stuff. The thing is though, is when El Salvador said that they're going to have use Bitcoin as legal tender within like 48 hours, um, the president of El Salvador was, they say, said, Hey, you said Bitcoin is bad for the environment. Well, here's our volcano, hundred percent geothermal mm -hmm. safe energy that we're going to use. And also too, we had the ban in China with the miners supposedly. And then with India, the government goes back and forth and says this, and then that, and then this and that. But I remember we talked before the podcast and you said, you know, that, that the Indian community, that those that are there, a lot of them are very, very interested in crypto and they're going to kind of work, they're going to figure out how to work around 100%. it. 100%. And, and um, also too, with, we, we have a lot, we have a, since we have the safe mining in El Salvador, now we're going to see Mexico, we're going to see a lot of South and Latin America countries kind of pick the slack up for China. And mm -hmm. I think that they're going to be able to find positive resolutions to do this effectively where it's not harming the environment. But at the same time too, a lot like you and I right now on this podcast, we are being wasteful. We're, we're leaving yeah. a carbon footprint. We're using computers. We're using the internet. We're using electricity, all kinds of stuff. So you kind of have to take yourself out of the equation and kind of look at the bigger picture. Like, what do you do? Like anybody that says, this is bad for the environment, but what are you doing that's good for the environment? Or what are you doing that's bad for the environment yourself? And also another asset, like for example, gold mining. Gold mining isn't exactly the cleanest for the environment. It causes so many effects, the rivers, to surfaces, everything. So you really got to put it in relativity. And I think it actually is better than gold for the environment. Yeah, I, I agree. Like that, like you said, there's like people mine gold and there's other things that happens. Even to create paper and to create fiat currencies, it costs money. It's bad for the environment. So realistically, you kind of have to look. And just because something, just because news outlets are coming out saying X, Y, and Z doesn't mean that that's really the case. I was actually just going to speak about this. I think news outlets today on crypto are one of the most misleading things ever. I think... They just show headlines just to get viewers in. You know, I've seen headlines from one newspaper saying Ethereum's going to reach 5,000 when it was at 4,300. And the exact after four or five days saying it's going to reach 2,000 less than a week. So I've seen many misleading articles. So I'd actually like to end today's podcast by, by asking you that because of so much information and more importantly, misinformation out there, if you were to give advice on, many, on any young listener, which two or three cryptocurrency would you suggest that they should seriously look into and will provide them benefits over long-term horizon? I'm not going to give you cryptocurrencies that you guys should, should look at. And the reason why I'm not going to, I have projects that I like, but that may be different for you. What I will tell you to do is when you're, you're taking, when you're watching my show or you're watching, listening to this podcast, or you're listening to different media outlets, I will tell you to read, take that information in, take a deep breath 
and do additional research. I will also tell you to follow the money. Look at projects that are, have heavy backing. Look who these backers are. Do research on the VCs. Do research on, like, for example, I think Mark Cuban just had this NFT platform that launched. Pay attention to who's backing that. Like, fo follow the money and base your, think like a rich person. Think like a rich person and pay attention to where this money is coming from. Does it make sense? Um, does it make sense for your portfolio? So that's what I would invite people to do. I would also invite people even some of the more risky projects, maybe some of the ones that are farther down the line on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, follow some of them. If they kind of resonate with you, I'm not telling you to invest, but pay attention to what they're doing and see if that makes sense. And then, you know, if they if they reach their 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 um, their milestones or the landmarks, or even the top 100, whatever makes sense. But don't just blindly buy a cryptocurrency because I talk about it or because you talk about it or your mom or who are your friends. It's okay to follow something. It's okay to listen to, to influencers. It's okay to people to listen to people talk about it, but just watch. You don't have to jump in and buy right away. It's okay to join the Telegram communities and Discord and ask questions and talk. Don't just buy because someone said to. Make sure it makes sense for you and your family. Yeah, I think filtering information and having your investment goal is important no matter where you invest. I think no matter what you invest, you do have to do your own research in one of the other episodes about stock market investing, the person was basically speaking about how you should first invest in yourself, you know, invest in skills to research and to make those decisions. And I think that's really important for everyone, especially in uh, an asset like cryptocurrency. I agree. Well, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. And to be honest, this really changes my way of looking at cryptocurrency. I think I'm going to use your techniques as well after, even after all the research I've done, so I'm sure for someone starting out in crypto, we'll have an amazing foundation and base for investing. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure hosting you and I hope you stay in touch. All right, everyone. That brings us to the end of the ninth episode. Wendy is extremely well-versed with the crypto industry. She has around 152,000 followers on TikTok. All her accounts are with the username CryptoWendyO. So please do check her out. And her page includes information on the fundamentals and the technicals of cryptocurrency. Most importantly, though, I do hope everyone got a thorough understanding of investing in crypto after this episode. So I just want to end by saying thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a great rest of your day.